podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the World Cup Whistleblowers Daily, the show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each every weekday throughout the World Cup. I'm Mark Smith. These are your World Cup headlines for Monday the 28th of November. In the game of the tournament so far, Nicholas Fulkrug gave Germany a precious point against Spain as they fight for World Cup survival. Germany needed to avoid defeat to stay in with a chance of qualifying for the next round, but fell behind to a goal by substitute Alvaro Morata with half an hour remaining. But it was a substitute of their own who got them back in the game. A fine finish from Fulkrug in the 83rd minute means it all goes down to the last day in Group E. Canada have become the second team to be eliminated after a 4-1 defeat to 2018 finalist Croatia. Alfonso Davis became the first ever player to score at a World Cup Finals for Canada and put them 1-0 up, but Croatia showed their class by coming back to win comfortably. Costa Rica bounced back from their 7-0 humiliation against Spain to upset a Japan side full of confidence after their famous win over Germany last week. Costa Rica won 1-0 in a tight affair, the result leaves both teams on three points from two games. Morocco became the latest team to cause an upset as they beat a lacklustre Belgium 2-0. Goalkeeper Thibaut Courtois was at fault for the first goal, but the Belgian team as a whole failed to rouse itself against a very impressive Morocco side that hasn't conceded a goal in their last six games under their new manager. Morocco know a victory against Canada in their final group game will guarantee them a place in the knockout stages. And sadly, today is the final day where we get to see four games in a row on TV. At 10am, Cameroon plays Serbia. At 1, it's South Korea, Ghana. At 4, Brazil plays Switzerland. And to wrap things up at 8 tonight, it's Portugal against Uruguay. Those are your headlines. Okay then, let's start with the game last night. Spain against Germany. Very good technical game, I thought, last night. It might not have been the high-scoring game that we would have liked, perhaps, as neutrals. But uh, I think there was plenty of quality on display. Interesting that neither team really had a proper number nine until they both made substitutions and both those subs scored. So, you know, sometimes <laughs> the likes of Graham Souness and those old school guys of, you know, get it forward, get it direct, get it in the mixer to the big number nine. Sometimes it works, which is quite frustrating. Um, the quality of Pedri and Gavi in the middle of the park for Spain is it's beautiful to watch. It's sort of quite frightening, though, because they're so young still. and In a couple of years, they could easily be dominating... Europe again, or even the world, in the way that you know Xavi and Iniesta did. They seem to have this production line of real quality technicians, small in stature, but you know very, very capable, very able to mix it with the much bigger, more physical opponents in the middle of the park. And it's something England have to have to work on. I think that there is a there is a sort of school of thought that thinks that when you get a particularly talented technical player in this country. We tend to move them further up the pitch as soon as possible, make them play in the 10 or on the wings or wherever. It's rare we have a a smaller technical player who's encouraged to play deep and and be a tempo-setting passing midfielder. So maybe that's something we can learn from. Uh, But Spain, I thought, looked looked pretty good. Germany didn't look great, but having said that, they've just drawn against a very decent Spain side, having not played that well. Now they know a win in their last game gets them through, and as much as we'd like to see the Germans go out early because they're such a threat, uh, I think the tournament would suffer as a result. So let's see what happens. But uh, I, two very good sides, and I'm losing faith the more I speak about it, that, <laughs> that we can compete. Maybe we can, who knows? We beat Germany last time, why can't we do it again? Uh, Canada are out of the World Cup, but 
I think that comes with a big caveat, which is they have really, really improved as a footballing nation. Yes, the scoreline yesterday of 4-1 against Croatia looks very one-sided, but it really wasn't. I think Canada started fantastically. They scored the quickest goal of the World Cup so far, Alfonso Davis with that brilliant header inside two minutes. But they pressed and they continued to play and continued to attack. And even at 4-1 down in the last few minutes, the dying embers of the game, they were still attacking. And I really, really appreciate that as a football fan, that this is a team full of vigour, full of energy. Young team, the likes of Jonathan David, the likes of Alfonso Davis, are only going to get better. They're still young. They're hosting the, well, they're joint hosting the tournament next time in 2026 with America and uh, Mexico. So, fingers crossed, by that point, they've they've progressed, and they've improved again, and they can really step it up and put in another good performance. But I was very impressed with them in the first game as well, to be honest, against Belgium. I thought they were unlucky. So they can go out with their heads held very high. Croatia, though, looked uh, look quite om- ominous last night, I thought. Um, they scored four. They maybe could have scored more without even really playing that well. They are World Cup finalists from the last tournament. They know what they're doing. They've got good experience. The likes of Obviously, the likes of Modric. And Perisic. Yeah, I mean, why not? I, I feel like the, the winner of this World Cup could come from anywhere. I, I really do think that. It's not as cut and dried as normal. I don't think it's Brazil or no one. It's, <laughs> it's It could be a sort of 2004 Euros Greece style result. Which brings me on to Morocco. Because Morocco haven't conceded a goal in six games under their new manager. And that can get you really far. They just don't... They look very, very solid. They don't look like conceding... Uh, you know, Ziyech looks obviously. We know Ziyech is a, a top quality player. Okay, maybe he's not always produced it in the Premier League, but not everyone does in every league. It's just one of those things. Certain players aren't suited to certain leagues. Ziyech looks fantastic for Morocco. They look incredibly solid. And if you have a defence like that, you the sky is the limit. The sky is absolutely the limit. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but they can go. They can go deep. As I say, I think this is wide open. This World Cup. And we'll finish then on Costa Rica. I the mentality needed to come back from a 7-0 loss to Spain a few days ago and then to put in a performance like that against a very decent Japan side. We know they're decent. They beat Germany. A very decent Japan side. Great mentality. Really, really impressive. They could easily have rolled over and just, you know, lost the game. And they didn't. They stuck with it despite Japan's constant pressure. And I thought they deserved the victory. Um... So they're still in contention. Only two teams have been eliminated so far. We've got another day of football today. The last day, sadly, it's the last day of the four in a row, which is obviously devastating for people like me, uh, i.e. losers. Um, (laughs) But then we've got England and Wales tomorrow. We'll have some England and Wales chat tomorrow morning. Until then, that's all we've got time for today here on Whistleblowers World Cup. I'll see you tomorrow. Podcast Network.